Yes, here we are. I'd like to start off this morning by thanking our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for giving us this opportunity, the privilege and the honor to be responsible for carrying the word. Uh, it's a great honor to be able to speak the word. Uh, and I, I'd like to, to thank you for what you did on Calvary's cross. Because without that awesome sacrifice, uh, we'd all be headed to hell. None of us would have any chance whatsoever. I'd like to thank Pine View Church of God for sponsoring this program. I would like to thank uh, uh, 93.1 WGDQ. And i also like to thank 106.9 for, for having the, the bravery uh, uh, and unashamedness to allow us to speak the name of Jesus on the airwaves. Uh, around the world, this is not legal. Uh, in most places, I want you to know if we've ever had, if Christians have ever had home field advantage, we no longer have it, if we ever had it at all. Our enemies are in the government. Our enemies are sometimes in our own household. We have enemies inside the church. Uh, our enemies are sometimes our friends. Our enemies are those that we work with. Uh, but what is a hero? A, a, a definition of a hero someone that has integrity, someone that has bravery, someone that has honor. Uh, but here in chapter 11, the Hebrews of faith, not all of them had bravery, integrity, and honor at, at the same time. But, but you have to understand that faith is not a feeling, faith is not an emotion, faith is not something you can have today and decide to have it tomorrow when you need something from God and have no faith today. Faith is something that is a part of you. It's who you are. You you, you and the triune God have become one person. It's like saying you have a body without a heartbeat. Faith is who you are. Will you still have problems, of course, but by your faith, you know that God's going to get you through. Uh, this morning, we, uh, uh, several people in the south is faced with uh, Hurricane Ida. And, and I know that there's going to be a lot of homes devastated, a lot of people devastated. But by faith, we must have faith in the face of a storm. That faith will get us through. And if faith doesn't get you through, uh, if the Lord calls you to, uh, to come home, then, then praise be to God, you have made it home. But if, if you're not saved... Uh, what better time is it than this? Because you have a warning of a hurricane coming. You know, I, I know there's people in Afghanistan. There's people all over the world uh, uh, that's facing persecution, that's facing death. And my prayer is that, yes, I would love for the Lord to deliver them, but more than likely they're going to face execution. My prayer for them is that they are executed boldly before the Lord, that their death brings glory to God. That, that they do not deny Jesus Christ, that they stand up just like those in the Hall of Faith did, just like those did in the past, those, those like Stephen, the, 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 the martyrs, that they didn't deny Jesus Christ no matter what was put before, no matter the torture, no matter the pain, no matter the ridicule, no matter the mockery, whatever happened, they did not lose their faith in Jesus Christ. You see, we live in a faithless nation. Uh, everybody... Everybody wants to put up the verse, if my people who are called by my name, we want God to come hit our land, but we're not willing to do what he requires, which is repent. 
We're not willing to repent. We got too many preachers that love to cuss. We got too many preachers, too many Christians that love to drink. The Bible says in the book of James, sweet water and bitter water should not come out of the same mouth. How can you praise God with the same mouth you cuss him with? How can you be a cusser and then turn out and be a praiser? How can you talk about someone of, you, uh, of a different color and say you love your brother? You see, we're faced with these things and we say we have faith. But yet our life don't prove it. Our fruit don't prove it. And you wonder why the earth is the way it is today. Because we are a bunch of faithless so-called Christians. We have no power. We have no strength. We got Christians. They call themselves Christians, yet they're coming to church high. They're coming to church thinking it's okay to smoke marijuana. I don't care who you are. It's not okay to smoke marijuana. I don't care if the government did pass it. That don't make it right. The Bible says, be ye sober. That means don't be intoxicated. Don't be inebriated. I don't care what it is you do. I don't care if it's pills. I don't care if it's alcohol. I don't care if it's weed. Whatever it is, you are to be sober-minded. You are to live holy for he is holy. You are to be separate. You're not supposed to look like the world. But the church is trying to look like the world. We're not setting a standard for the people to come up to. We're lowering our standard to accept the sinners into our church. And we don't preach conviction. We don't preach against sin. Therefore, they feel no conviction to repent. If you don't tell them they are sinners, they'll never feel the need to change. You are doing them a disservice. You are doing them an injustice to sit there and say, It's okay who you are. You're okay. You're fine. You're not okay. You're not fine. You're in danger of hellfire because you refuse to repent. Repentance is a part of Christianity. Obedience is a part of Christianity. Faith is a great part of Christianity. You know, we had enough faith to get saved, we say. We say we had enough faith to get saved, but we don't have enough faith to quit smoking weed. We don't have enough faith to quit drinking. We don't have enough faith to quit whoremongering. We don't have enough faith to quit whoring around. We don't have enough faith to do anything else but to say we had faith to get saved. But past that, we have no power. We say we are who we are. I'm a drunkard. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I can't change. This is who I am. You're calling my God a liar. And that does bring offense to me. I'm telling you, God is not a liar. God will deliver you. He is a deliverer. He's the same God that parted the Red Seas. He's the same God that, that, that's all in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And does your faith prove that? Do you cherry pick your faith? Or do you live by faith day by day? I'm trying to tell you that you are in some of the last days. In these last days, you need faith to get by. The government is against you. The government hates Jesus Christ. The, the people hate Jesus Christ. Hollywood hates Jesus Christ. Music hates Jesus Christ. The secular world hates our Savior, and yet we still support Him. We still listen to Him. We still watch Him on TV. We still vote for Him in Congress, and they hate our God. What is wrong? Do you Have you not drawn a line in the sand to say, I will not be a sinner. I will not lie. I will not cuss. I will not steal. I will not look upon a woman with lust. I will not look upon a man. I will not partake in homosexuality. I will not do any of these things because it dishonors my God. Are we consecrated? Are we dedicated to Jesus Christ?
Or is it just a Sunday morning thing? Isaiah 1, God said he hates our solemn assemblies. He hates our Sabbaths. He hates our incense, which means our prayers. Why did he say he hated them? Because they wasn't doing it out of their heart. They was doing it because they thought it was something to be done. They was just going through the emotions. People today just go to church to be going through the emotions. How in the world can you walk into a church or center and walk out the back and not feel no conviction whatsoever? Walk into church a cusser, leave a cusser. Walk into church with the woman or the man you've been shacking with all these years and walk out the back holding hands with no conviction. How can you walk into the church a fornicator, a doctor, a homosexual, a drug addict, a thief, a liar, a gossiper, and walk out the back of that church without repenting? Tell me how you can do that. If you call yourself saved, you can't. Oh, the Bible plainly says your heart is seared over. You've been turned over to a reprobate mind. And that's hard for me to say that to somebody. I try not to never say that because that means you ain't coming back. That means you go inside the house of God and you hear the preaching and the teaching and you will never change. And you wonder why it says not all to say, Lord, Lord, will enter in. You wonder why it says great is the way, but great wide is the way, but narrow is, is the gate that, that leap wide is the gate that leads to destruction. I got tongue tied there. You see, there's always been just a remnant. There's always been just a small few. There's always just some that are really serious about taking this Savior Jesus Christ at his word. By faith, do you believe in the Son of God? And if you do, does your life prove it? Does your life prove it? Listen, we're going to be in Hebrews 10, starting at verse 35. He said, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence. Don't cast away your faith. Just because bad things happen. Listen, things are going to happen to you. Things happen to these people in Hebrews 11. But they didn't cast their faith away. Yes, they went through some horrible things. They had some bad things happen to them. But they made it through because they didn't give up their faith. Sometimes they wanted to throw the towel in. Sometimes I know you want to quit. Sometimes I know it seems difficult. I know it's hard when you lose some loved ones. I've lost loved ones. I know it's hard when the doctor tells you something bad. I've had them tell me a lot of things bad about my body. I know it's hard. But by faith you can't give up on God. Don't throw the towel in. Keep the faith. No matter what, keep the faith. It does you no good to cast your faith away. None. Stay in the faith. He says, for yet a little while. I'm sorry, verse 3. For you have need of patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For you have need of patience. Listen to what he's saying. You've got to have some patience in tribulation. That's what Romans 5 teaches us. To have patience during tribulation. Hang on to that faith. I don't care what's going on. I don't care if you are losing your house. I don't care if you are facing the hurricane. I don't care if you are getting a divorce. Whatever it is. Keep the faith. Don't give up on God. 
Hang on to that faith because you need the patience to endure the storm. This is a marathon. This ain't a 40-yard dash. You have to keep the faith and go through whatever it is you're going through. Some of you go through drugs and alcohol and you have to go through a year or two of, uh, of rehab, but it's okay. Keep the faith. Some of you have lost loved ones. You've lost parents. You've lost ch children. You've lost a lot of things, but keep the faith. Some of you have faced financial bankruptcy, but keep the faith. No matter what, don't lose faith on the only one that can help you. What's what's the reward in losing faith? Hell, is that worth it? He says, but after you have done the will of God, what is the will of God? To be obedient to His Word. To fall in love with Jesus Christ. He said He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. The will of God is that all men should come to repentance. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the will of God is that you stay faithful to His Son, Jesus Christ. And after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Listen, your promise may not be on this side of earth. Everything about you may always be bad. You may never have the new home. You may never have the new car. You may never have the perfect marriage. You may never have the perfect kids. You may never have the perfect body. But you'll have a perfect heaven in the end. And it'll be worth it all in the end. For this light affliction that we go through now is nothing compared to the reward that you will receive in a place called heaven where you will live forever eternal with God. This life is just a vapor. You're just passing through. He said, now, listen to this. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Oh, let me ask you this. Can you look around right now and see that he's on his way back? How can you know the book of Revelation? How can you know the prophecies of the Old Testament and the New Testament? And look at this world and say, he ain't coming no time soon. I know They've been saying that for 2,000 years. But my goodness, if you can't see a one-world government lining up, if you can't see all these things falling into place, if you can't see it, I'm, 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 I'm asking you, please, pray to the Lord for spiritual eyes to see. Repent today, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent. 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 Turn back to God. Repent of your sins. Stop sinning. Stop doing wrong. Start doing right. Live by faith. He says, but we are not, now the just shall live by faith. Listen to that. The just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Did you hear what he said? If any man draw back his faith, God has no pleasure in him. Don't you want God to look down and say, Boy, my son sure is doing a good job today. My daughter, she, she's doing it. She's doing good. Don't you want to hear that? Don't you want to know that God is proud of you? He says, but, he's talking about the just. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Are you the one that draws back, or are you the one that's believing to the saving of the soul? I, I, I pray this morning 
That somehow or another this sermon will bring you closer to faith. That something you hear this morning will wake you up and say, My goodness, I don't live by faith. I live by, by, by whatever. I feel good. I live on my emotions. Look, your emotions, your heart is desperately wicked. You can't live off the flesh. You can't live out of a carnal mind. You're a spiritual being. You've got to live by the Word of God. Even when it don't make sense. That's faith. Remember, faith and trust is the same word. you got to trust that what the Word of God is telling you to do is right, even though it seems wrong to the world, even though it don't look right to the world. By faith, you got to believe every single jot and tittle of this Bible. You can't select some and say, I believe in this, but I don't believe in that. No, sir. you got to believe it from start to finish, from Genesis to Revelation. It is all about faith. The whole Bible is about faith. Listen to this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is substance. It's substance. It's something you stand on. It's firm. It's not It's not jello. It's not wishy. It's not foam. It's not water. It, it, it's concrete. It's solid. It's hard. It's like a foundation on building a house or building a building. Faith is the substance. It's the rock of who you are. Your faith in Jesus Christ is the building block of your Christianity. You have to have something to be strong on, something to stand on to build your life around Christ. Do you really have the faith to believe that Christ saved your soul? Do you believe that Christ saved your soul? Is that the beginning of your faith? Do you believe that Christ left heaven to seek and to save that which is lost? Do you believe that He died on the cross so that you would have the privilege and the opportunity to make a place called heaven. Do you believe that with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, are you sold out on your faith that you are a saved child of God? If so, walk in that faith. Don't give up on that faith. Keep the faith above all. Keep the faith. He said, it's the evidence of things things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Listen. Things not seen. You've never seen God. You've never seen Jesus. I've never seen Him. we never seen Him when He spoke and the worlds were formed. Listen to what it says right here. For by it the elders obtained a good report that through faith we understand that the worlds, with an S, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He spoke. And the worlds, the universe, the earth, everything was created by God that we did not see. But, but, but we see His creation when we look out the windows, when we look outside. We see what He spoke into existence. That's faith. This morning when you got up, did you believe the floor was going to hold you? Did you believe your car was going to crank? You got faith in all sorts of temporal things. Why not have faith? In God in the same manner he said through faith we understand I'm sorry by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than came by which we obtain witness that he was righteous God testifying of a gifts and by it being dead yet speak it listen to me this is this is where most of the world is today most of us belong to Cain and not Abel 
Most of us belong. We're the children of Cain. We want to do it our way. God said, bring a blood sacrifice, Cain. And Cain said, nay, God, I'm going to bring what I want to bring to church. I'm not going to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to bring you some vegetables. I'm not going to kill it. Ain't no blood. And you don't really mean bring blood, God. You, it's okay. I can do it my way. See, that's where we're going to church. I don't have to be obedient to your word, God. I can do it my way. Me and you, we got our own relationship. We ain't like the rest of them out there. Me and you, God, we got our own thing. No, sir. You got to do it the same way I do and everybody else. You got to live by faith and you got to give him what he asked for. He told you to become a living sacrifice. He told you to walk holy. He told you to be obedient to the word of God. You don't get to do it your way. You do it his way. He come to Cain. He said, Cain, why is our countenance fell? Why are you walking around with a sour look on your face? He said, if you do well, will I not be pleased with you? He told Cain, if you'll do the right thing, Cain, I'll be happy with you. But I'm not going to approve of you doing the wrong thing. God does not approve of us when we do the wrong thing. God only approves of us when we do the right thing. He never gives us a, uh, an excuse to be disobedient. He never gives us an excuse to sin. He told Cain, but sin lieth at the door. And I'm telling you right now, sin is lying at the door. For you and for me, if we don't do it the way he says do it. He says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him before his translation. He had this testimony that he pleased God. That he pleased God. What an awesome testimony. Out of all of these in the book of the Hall of Faith, Enoch has the least writings. He has the least amount of writing. He has about four sentences in Genesis and about one sentence in Jude. But for 300 years, he walked with God. He was so close to God that God didn't let him die. God just took him up. How awesome is that? To me, Enoch is the greatest of faith out of all these that are listed. He didn't have to go through nothing. He didn't have to die. He didn't get challenged. He didn't get put through the fire. He just walked with God and believed Him. And God took him up. Now I'm running out of time. I'm going to jump over here to Hebrews 12. Because this is how I want you to learn to live by faith. Hebrews 12, this is how we do it. Wherefore see we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses... All those that went on before us. All those in the hall of faith. He says, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that has set us before us. Get rid of the sin in your life. Get rid of the simple sins. The little ones that trip you up. The little ones. The cussing. The smoking the weed. The gossiping. The drinking. Set them sins to the side. Stop doing them. He's telling you to repent. Repent means stop doing wrong. Start doing right. You're going this way. Turn around go the other way. Do it about face. Turn around. Turn from the world. Turn to the cross. He says, learn to run your race with patience all throughout the Bible. You see where the, God says, patience, patience, patience. We want it now, now, now. We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait on patience. We want it today, Lord. 
right now, this very moment. Now is when we want it. But you see, sometimes now ain't right. Sometimes it ain't, you ain't ready to receive this blessing. You'll mess it up. Maybe God needs you to get a little bit older before you receive a blessing. A little more mature in the Word before you receive a blessing. He knows that in your young age and when you're full of spunk and you're full of, uh, of fire, that you'll mess it up. Maybe He's waiting on you to get old and broke down so He can use you. I don't know, but either way, you keep patience, you keep the faith. He says, this is, this is it right here. This is where the fish is biting. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. The joy that was set before him. You, what do you mean joy? He had joy in taking the pain. He had joy in the mockery. He had joy in the beatings. He had joy in the crown of thorns. Are you serious? Well, Isaiah 53 says that, it pleased God to bruise His Son because by the death of one, many might be saved. You see, Jesus Christ undid what Adam did. Jesus Christ come to save the world from death and hell. The devil come to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's doing his job so perfect. The devil's in the church. The devil's in the house. The devil's on the job. The devil's in the government. He's every place God ain't. We run him out of school, but we let the devil right in. We take him out of the job place, but we let the devil right in. We take him out of our home life, and we open the door for the devil. When you take him out of your life, you open the door for the devil, because you're going to serve one of two masters. You are not a free man by any means. You are not free. You are not free. You belong to somebody. You are a servant. You are a slave to somebody. Either you are a slave to Jesus Christ or you are a slave to the devil. You are not free. You are not a free agent by no means. You belong to somebody. And I believe inside your heart you know who you belong to. You know what's in your mind. You know what comes out your mouth. You know what you're thinking. You know what you look at on your cell phone in the middle of the night. You know what you look at on your cell phone when nobody's looking. You know the dirty, lewd jokes you tell. You know these things. You know where your heart is. Jesus said, your mouth honored me, but your heart is far removed from me. He says, He endured the cross despising the shame he despised the shame when he hung on that cross naked and he hung on that cross for you and I naked and ashamed he could have come off that cross any moment but he stayed on that cross out of love and he knew our names when he did it he knew your name when he died on Calvary's cross he says and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Oh, Jesus is alive and well. We don't serve a dead Savior. Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand side of the throne. And he's waiting to hear the Father say, go get my children. Are you ready today? If the rapture happened right now, if you died on your way to the store, if you had a heart attack before you got out of bed, are you ready to meet your maker right now? 
this very moment, can you die and stand before the Lord with a clean heart? Can you say I've repented? Can you say I've run my race well? Can you say I did all I could do with everything you give me, Lord Jesus? If not, I'm telling you to repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I'm not saying the rapture come back today. It might. It can. But you're not promised to see tomorrow. You can die right now. And I'm going to tell a story I've told several times. I preached a revival in Purvis, Mississippi. Where during the sermon, a man died on the back row in the church. Had a heart attack. Don't tell me you can't die even in church. Your time could come whenever God calls you. It's appointed that the man wants to die in the judgment. You don't know when that time is. So you need to live your life like you're ready to meet him at any moment. Don't hold on to a sin and say, well, when I get a little older, I'll stop partying. When I get a little older, I'll start going to church. When I get a little older, I'll take my kids to church. When I get a little older, I'll start praying. The pathway to hell is paved with good intentions. Do it now. Do it today. Today the churches should be packed because of the hurricane, but instead they'll be empty. We need people to be in church today, packed down into the altars to where we have to take turn getting to the altars, praying for this hurricane, praying for those people in Afghanistan, praying for those in China and in Africa and all over the Asian continent that are being persecuted for Jesus Christ. Those are our brothers and sisters. We need to be in church today as a part of the body of Christ, as part of the bride, praying for them, for they are our brothers and sisters. But instead, we don't even go to the altar. We might think somebody will laugh at us. Oh, I'll just pray right here where I'm standing in the pew. I ain't going to be bold for Christ. He knows my heart. He knows what I mean. Maybe he needs you to be bold enough to take the first step so the rest of them will follow you down there. Be bold in your walk with Christ. Stop being a closet Christian. Get out there and boldly proclaim the name of Jesus Christ in this world of darkness. Tell your kids to talk about Jesus at school. Quit being cowards. Quit being faithless. Have some faith. Live. Live for God. He said, For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself. Let be wearied and faint in your minds. Lest you be weary. Don't faint in your minds. Have some strength. My time is gone. My time is gone. Have some faith in the Lord. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Father, I ask you to be with anybody that hears this message, Lord, that they will increase in their faith and their knowledge of you, and they'll become bold, and they will tell the world unashamedly your gospel, for it is the gospel that saves. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all take care. Get to church today.